going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Justin here with Meals. It's December. The year is over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it is December now. <laughs> I was like, what? It's November 30th. Yeah, the year is over. The year's so it's 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 a wrap. It's a wrap for 2021. Well, well, listen, it's definitely I'm glad we're here. Do you did you feel like 2021 was like part two of 2020 or do you feel like it, it was finally like something completely different? It was different. I, I think I was able to do a lot more this year than I did last year. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so also, I mean, with this thing, we have end of the year playlist, which is going to drop, I guess, December 1st. Patreon listeners, you'll you'll get it tomorrow. Everybody else is going to get it today. Um Sorry, I had like, <laughs> I just ate. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, listen, a lot of fucking songs out here. <laughs> a lot of, well, actually not a lot of songs. I think we did some good quality control because I don't think people are dropping music as much as they used to, like in 2017, 16. Yeah. But also, we also, I think, have valued our time where we're not listening to everything and it's just impossible to listen to everything. Like, and I choose not to because some of these artists are trash. And in 2019, yes, we would have listened to two, the baby albums, mm-hmm. 2021. That's not happening. Not having Kevin. Well, I don't even think we're going to listen to, to zero, the baby albums or one <laughs> if that, because he's, he's done. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's done. He's wrapped up, pack him up. Um, what was so the, along with that, what would you ahead. call what would you call the RNC album of 2021? We always have okay every year. <laughs> RNC has a undisputed, you know, album that none of us hate that everybody loves. I think last year, um, it might have been Pop Smoke. Anything last year? Um, yeah, anything Pop Smoke really. Uh, Playboy Cardi Die Lit was like is probably the RNC album. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quintessential RNC. Um, yeah. What what was this year's RNC album that we all loved? Certified Lover Boy. Easily. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't think you liked it. I would th- the majority of us liked it. I don't hate it. I listened to it a couple months later after we got through all the weeds and stuff like that. Um and it wasn't bad. Is it my favorite Drake album? No. But it wasn't bad, but I think when you when you look at the music that was released this year, and I guess the people what people gravitated towards the most or had an opinion on the most in arguing is easily certified level boy. Yeah, nobody then, nobody in the in the chat argued about it at all. Like we argued yeah. about like a whole lot of red. We argue about that often. You right. know, I think I think we are fifty fifty on that. I think we are maybe ninety percent on COB. I think there's like a call. I think maybe Cyrus didn't keep the whole thing. Mark didn't keep the whole thing. I kind of still listen to a lot of it. Honestly, I like the second half. That that's like, I, I take off on the second half. But um, hmm. yeah. I mean, that's tough. It's tough to get a consensus with it. With a, we're a tough crowd. We're we're tough critics. Absolutely, and then I also, that, uh, I would have thought we said um, Mariah the Scientist was it was, was. So one. I was gonna say that too, but I feel like all right. So I think everyone in our group likes Mariah the Scientist, which is Rai Rai World. Shout out to that album. It is another quintessential RNC album because the majority of people like it. I think 
could have used a deluxe. Yeah. A rare, a rare could have used a deluxe. <laughs> why is it and, and why is it not out yet? I, I think that she's just kind of put it out there and coasted. <laughs> so. Yeah. And just like, okay, I'll go back to doing what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, I saw the video for Aura like months after it came out. And I was like, whoa, this is like some great conceptual kind of um, artistic way to portray this song that I love a lot. Why isn't there more being done with this album? Um, Where's she signed? Honestly, I think she likes it that way. That's a good question. Where's she signed? She's RCA. I thought so. RCA. Oh, oh she's, really? on, she's on Tory Lane's label. Ooh, Ooh I'm sorry to hear that, sis. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Wow. RCA's got a lot. She, you got to funnel through a lot to get to the to get to the top on RCA. They have a lot of R&B acts. Like, I'm not saying that she's not a priority, but if you don't make yourself a priority, you're not going to become a priority on that album, on that label. Yeah. RCA has a large, large R&B roster. And yeah, it's a uh, you know not hard to come by, but a great album nonetheless. I mean, they do the damn thing with R and B albums. I was actually going to talk a little bit about wrestling, so um, we're putting together our so uh, during the month of December, of course, you will be seeing a lot of things in our social um, for our A show end of the year kind of like recap of things that's been going on for the year. Lots of things have happened in 2021. I mean. I'm not going to say this is like a pivotal year for wrestling. I think maybe it's not as pivotal as 2019, but it's not also as bleak as 2020. Um, but things happened. Like, you know, especially on the WWE end, considering how businesses overall kind of just change for them and the way they do things. Um, fans came back. Fans came back. Um, AEW stepped their, <laughs> I was about to say stepped their pussy game up, but they stepped their shit up. They said, I mean, it, it is, you know, because of acquisitions that they have made, they had, they've stepped their shit up. So, um, and then I guess ROH is going out of business and impact is still a thing, but <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the 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 I was looking at a couple other things that were going through the list. Um, just some things that like surprised me that still happened in 2021. Um, we had we had a ladder match to crown an undisputed NXT Cruiserweight champion. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar. <laughs> I know you forgot about that. Um, I did. <laughs> we had. The rise and fall of Karrion Cross in the same, like, in four months. <laughs> he wins the NXT title in, like, April. And by June, Adam Cole was barring him up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and now, and then by August, it's a wrap. <laughs> now Adam Cole's getting barred up by Jungle Boy. Mm. Crazy how that it. You hate to see it. Yeah. Um, also, something that happened this year. What am I forgetting that happened this year? Um, oh, wait. It's a phone call. Um, Shaq. The Shaq thing. Remember? Shaq went through a table. Was that like a thing? I think they did. I think they hit like a million that, that episode, too. They did. They did. Embarrassing. Um, but we're going to talk about all that stuff throughout the month of December. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Um, damn. I mean, it's a, an interesting year. Interesting yeah. year. Pretty interesting. 
let's get into No Holds Barred for the week. Uh, we we talked about war games on the Patreon. If you guys are not subscribed, listen to our to listen to our uh, war games uh, prediction. Please subscribe to the Patreon. It's only five dollars uh, a month to get all of the early shows, get all of the extra shows like Spot Callers, which we have an episode on ROH Supercard of Honor 12 coming this week. Uh, we also have Viewer's Choice in, in the month of December, so that's coming as well. Uh, and and also The War Report, which is going to have a very special episode this week as well. But there's some news coming out of it. Johnny Gargano, it's being reported. He's extended his contract to end on the day of War Games. The question is right now, will he resign? Johnny Gargano, we've been down this road a lot. He's been in the company for about six years. He's done everything he can do in NXT. Does he run from the grind and and leave uh, to go to greener pastures or wherever? Or does he? Do you think he is a, a slot a, a shoe in rather for the main roster? It's it's really tough to say. Uh, I mean, I mean he's just been there for so long. I think that the, the Gargano character has given us a lot of really great moments over the past couple of years, but this is to me what will be a, a huge loss for NXT if if he does you know if he does leave. Ooh, um, I think you know I think if he's extending it to so we've seen this before so let's say that we have kind of an example for this before because Adam Cole did something similar um to pretty much make sure that he would perform at NXT Takeover 36 was it um so he did something similar um now we live in a different age now where there's competition so it's not as easily as suddenly Johnny Gargano decides okay I'm going to Sign up, going to pony up, do all this other stuff like that. But to keep it real with you, to keep it 100, to keep it a buck, I don't know if Johnny Gargano works anywhere else but where he's at right now. Yeah. I feel the and same way. Is he is he cool with the elite guys? Is he an elite guy? Is he Has he been through the trials and tribulations with those fellas on the, on the indies? Like, has he done that? Not really. I mean, he was really more of a evolved guy. Yeah. So yeah. It, it it doesn't make any sense to me, but I can see it from like, let's say a negotiation standpoint, right? Like, let's say he wants to negotiate for more money. I don't know if you can negotiate while you're under the WWE umbrella. I don't know if he looks at all these releases that is coming as lately and say like, oh my God, do I feel secure in my job? Am I going to be let go out of nowhere? Maybe I do want to explore the other side and see how it kind of goes. Um, from all the reports that we hear, WWE is interested in keeping him. Um in what role? I don't know. Um, will he go up to the main roster? I don't know. Will Vince say you have to be on the main roster? Like there's no more staying in NXT? I don't know. Um, so there's kind of a lot of uncertainties regarding this, but um, it'll be interesting. I don't know. He's got a he's got a wife and an upcoming kid. Um, I'm assuming the mortgage. Yeah, but, but I, I think creatively, f- creatively, he's been allowed to do things that a lot of people in NXT haven't. Right. And they give him a very long leash to do whatever he wants to do. I mean, the way to me was one of the highlights, you know, of of the year for NXT. And yeah. 
that continued on and and you know they can they could make Johnny a heel or a face and he was able to do it. In terms of like the Mount Rushmore for that show, whether he leaves or stays, his his position is solidified. You know, yeah. like he 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 is undisputedly one of the one of the kind of pillars of NXT. But if we were to say, okay, he goes to the main roster, I think there's room for him there too. I think he's shown the chops to be able to do that. I think SmackDown could SmackDown severely needs someone like a Johnny Gargano. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, SmackDown needs a lot of things, but yes, definitely someone like Johnny Gargano for sure um, to be on that roster to help bolster that roster a little bit. But I don't know. I really don't like a lot of things. Like I understand why Adam Cole left. Well, yeah, and, really- and and if he if Johnny left, that would be more perplexing. Of uh, that would to me be more, more perplexing than, than Adam leaving because I felt yeah. like. You, it could go either way. With Johnny, it's kind of like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> because in AEW, let's be honest, there's a lot of guys like him. One of them being Daniel Bryan, who is better, at, who's better at the stick than he is. Who's just kind of better at everything than a lot of people are. Like, yeah, exactly. Listen, I watched. Let me not say watch. I use watch very loosely. I came across. <laughs> AEW Dark yesterday because it thinged on my YouTube algorithm thing. Tony Nese was wrestling on Dark. Yeah. Tony Nese left. Granted, he wasn't doing anything here, but he probably could have got a role at some point. Um, But Tony Nese left. Well, no, no, no. He was released. I'm sorry. He was released because people were going to jump down my neck and say like, oh, my nigga, like, I wish you would say that. Um, He was released. And you're into AEW, and now he's wrestling on Dark. You know why? Because there's a ton of niggas like Tony Nese on the show <laughs> who wrestles the same style Tony Nese. Jay Lethal was on Dark. Jay Lethal, the big signee, the big, you know, we're trotting him out. We're doing the rolling, all these, all these things. They don't have a program for him. You know why? How are you going to make a program for Jay Lethal? Also, they probably feel, I hope they feel in the heat, but how you. Has he ever been on a major television program in the last, like, decade? Yeah. Like, you can't really... And then the the top of the card is kind of already filled out. If I'm looking at AEW, I'm like, oh, they got a couple months that filled out. If I'm Johnny Gargano, yeah, you might get slotted in, but I really doubt it. And I think you would get slotted in in a mini feud with Adam Cole to continue to bolster Adam Cole's... Adam Coleness. Um... And then you would probably end up like somewhere else, like on dark or something, to keep it a real. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't be, I, I, you know, more power to. I him. hope he doesn't leave, but yeah, if he leaves, it is, it's whatever. Yeah, I, it, it doesn't make sense, but we'll see what happens at the finish of that match. I, I feel like the babyface one team are going to win that war games match, but um, and I think that will lead to Johnny staying. Pete Dunn has already committed to three more years to WWE, meaning that like it's more than likely imminent that he'll go up to the main roster in the next couple of months to a year soon as well. I think the same would be true for Johnny Gargano if he resigned. Next thing on, on No Holds Bar, really slow week, obviously, because of the the because uh, of the holiday, but that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Tony Khan, Twitter fingers himself. You see his, mm. his response to the Adam Cole tweets that were completely created by fans on the internet <laughs> having their own conversation and did not need 
<laughs> for Tony Khan <laughs> to jump in and protect and you know protect Adam Cole. Did you see that? Adam Adam Cole no. All right, here's the thing. Adam Adam Cole, I would think at this point in his career and all the things that he's accomplished over the last five years does not need to be his career is not defined, nor his own social status is not defined by what people think of him. He knows he's a shit. He knows he's in a great position at a great company. Great is subjective. Yeah. Um, He knows he's in a great position nonetheless. So when someone says like, oh, Adam Cole, damn, he really like they really using him this way. Like they kind of dropped the ball on him. I don't even think Adam Cole needs to respond to that because Adam Cole just got there. (laughs) And I 100 percent agree with that statement that Adam Cole just got there. He just got there. Um, I would say Tony Khan entering and, and doing this to me is just like, wow. It makes me look at him. I'm like, damn, you really just like, no offense. You're like a mark with money. Yeah. That's what you kind of are. Like, it makes me like, there's so many people and this is not even extending to wrestling because people like, I wish Vince would talk on Twitter. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. No. No multi-billion. The only statement that a lot of these people make are just to let you know that they're leaving, like the nigga from Twitter, Jack Dorsey. He's like, yo, I'm leaving. Also, other stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Mer- or the only, there's some... The only thing Vince tweets about is Martin Luther King, birthdays, and passings. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> We don't, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's necessary for him to tweet. Like, it's great to have, like, a very, like, oh, my God, he's so cool. Like, he's just like one of us. But realistically, that's not what you want. And Tony is not like one of us. <laughs> he isn't. So the idea, the, the, the tweet in question was someone saying, you know, AEW dropped the ball. He was like, Adam was doing this and this and this in NXT. And now he's dressing up as a Ghostbuster. And he's he's getting, he's in joke matches with Orange Cassidy and stuff like that. And it's like, you know. That is a fan's opinion. I don't that know. That is a fan's opinion, know. but all those stuff definitely did happen, though. <laughs> yeah, all of that definitely happened and is happening currently. And here's the thing: in AEW, if Adam was to be slotted into the world championship picture right now, a lot of that would be forgotten. Let's just be honest; a lot of that would be forgotten about. However, he would have the Ruby Soho run where <laughs> Ruby got the shot, and now I don't even remember the last time I saw her. I guess she's in the tournament, but yeah. She's on uh like dark and rampage a lot, but yeah. some of that be would be forgotten about. And I think that the, the you know people these people move the the posts so often that you know it w- they would have an excuse for all of that stuff. And they're and to be honest, that's why I thought that debuting him and Brian so close was really stupid, right? Because you debut them on the same night, one guy's gonna obviously get more attention than the next, and then you know. This is Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania main eventer versus Adam Cole, takeover main event. <laughs> right. So it's clear why he's slotted where he's at, because that's where he's going to be. That's exactly where he's going to be. <laughs> you know, so and that's what he left for. And if he's happy with that, that's fine. However, Tony bringing up more people watch him on Wednesdays and he's he's over as fuck and all this stuff. We don't need all of that. We don't care. For- yeah, we don't care. Like, more people watch him on Wednesdays. That's cool. But also the same amount of people watch him on Wednesdays. It's not like he brought in more people. You know what I'm saying? It's like the same amount of people who are watching him on Wednesdays the other night is pretty much watching him on Wednesdays this night. 
Like, y'all got the same amount of people watching. Let's give it a buck. Yeah, it's, it's it's such a it ain't it ain't touch a million a couple weeks. Like you know, nah, nah not at all. Um, yeah, it, it's it's bugged out. It, it's really bugged out how how that whole thing goes down. And Tony responds, and the people have the nerve to be like, "Look at what AJ Styles is doing." I'm like, "Yo, AJ Styles is a <laughs> AJ Styles is a one since day one." The yeah. reason why AJ Styles can be in a thing with almost is because he can do that and then also turn around and also be a main eventer and win the WWE Championship. The man is as versatile as probably anyone on the roster since maybe, like, honestly, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Where he can be slotted in any position and he makes the best of anything. The man pretended to be blind yesterday, which I thought was hilarious. It was very Christmas story, but I feel like it was. Also, <laughs> I feel like Raw was the most meta show in a really long time, and I know you feel me, and I know you felt it too. Like Raw felt like Raw felt like a direct response to everything that has the people have been saying about the company in the past three months. Like I, I, I really do. But we'll get to Raw in a second. Tony Khan, you're not gonna stay off Twitter, but I'm, I'm begging you to please stop scaring the host. Um, <laughs> for the break, Ric Flair going outside all last week. He's been talking about he's thinking about taking WWE uh, to court over the the his his nicknames, his woo, all of that stuff. Going at Becky, talking about he'll die. He want to die in the ring or die against Sammy Guevara. What's your take on this, Ren? My take is I stopped paying attention to that old man a couple weeks ago. To be honest with you, ever since Becky barred him up, I really I, I just don't pay attention. Like what what is there? Ric Flair, you have the cultural cachet, I guess. Um, but ever since the Dark Side of the Ring episode, you could have just you could have really relaxed, but honestly, it's the audacity. Some might even say it's the caucasity. Um <laughs> to continue to put himself in situations and try to defend himself against things that are undef- like undefendable. Why are you, first of all, the dark side of the ring, why are you trying to defend that? You had Tommy, Tommy Dreamer ain't been seen since, and this nigga Ric Flair is still walking outside and talking and all this other shit like that. I ain't hear a peep from Tommy Dreamer since. So the man died on his sword, rightfully so. That was stupid to do that. Um, then he's going at Becky. Why are you going? This ain't even your problem. This is Charlotte Flair's problem. This is a personal issue between Charlotte Flair and, and, and Becky Lynch. You don't work for the company. You wanted to be let go. You were let go. You probably wanted to run to AEW. And they probably said, chill out for a couple months. Just keep it low. You know, we're going to bring you in, but we're going to wait gonna for AEW to die now. I think it's going to be so funny when he debuts in AEW come completely unchecked from any of the things that have been you know levied at him because the thing is rick stock is down ever since he left wwe let's can we be can we be honest about that absolutely his stock has fallen since he left right. uh, WWE. but he's gonna show up he gonna he gonna he gonna look across the ring from sting and the people are gonna lose their shit and they're gonna forget all about it yeah absolutely no one's gonna say anything about what has been had been levied and I think that's going to be interesting. I, I don't like the way he talks about Becky. I don't like the way he talks about the women in general. Um, I, I, I just think that he is someone that, we, like Hogan, we need to let go. He does not need to be a fixture on weekly TV anymore. He, he really doesn't. Can we just let Ric Flair go? Can We're we? good. 
It's like Hulk Hogan. Like, I really didn't need him dressing up as a pirate at WrestleMania. In fact, I ignored it. <laughs> I forgot it happened. <laughs> he really dressed up as a pirate along with Titus. They said, along with Titus, Hulk Hogan. But he's going to be with Titus. <laughs> Don't forget, you're going to be with Titus. What's up, nigga? What up? What's up? <laughs> Don't worry about that nigga about IV, man. It's me, your boy, Titus. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> it's Ty- Titus and Terry, baby. Um, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna get into um we're gonna get into SmackDown and Raw after the break. Very t- the tale of two shows <laughs> in many ways. Yeah, that's very much so. <laughs> and when we get back on the A show. Oh, this is this is your first contract signing, huh? Well, you're welcome for that. Look at you sitting over there real proud of yourself after your sucker punch last week. First bit of fire we've seen from you in a long time. You're welcome for that too. No, I wanted to get you angry. I wanted to see if you had that, that thing in you, that chip on your shoulder. And I gotta admit, I gotta admit, you have a hell of a right. But then what happened? Then what happened? You did nothing. You held yourself back like you always do. Liv, one punch ain't enough to beat me or take my title. But you know that too, don't you? But never fear, never fear. Big time Bex has a big time Would you for you. Please just shut up for once. You don't want me to hold back, Beck? Okay. Well, here's me not holding back. I got upset last week. I did. But I channeled my emotions by using my fists instead of becoming a big, blubbering mess. You know, kind of like you did while crying about Charlotte Flair after Survivor Series. You're not the Becky I once admired, and I'm not the Liv that you left behind. So if my punch last week wasn't enough to show you what I'm capable of now, then maybe this next one will. I'm mad that the, the YouTube cut out the... Uh, the line? Yeah, they cut out the line. Like, got people in their little feelings? You got people very upset. Very <laughs> upset. How, how dare you? How, how could you mention that? It's not even real. They got... They, well, duh. Come on. <laughs> like, this is wrestling, baby. You just spent, we just listened to uh, friggin' <laughs> CM Punk and MJF cap no, for 20 that. minutes. Fuck that. We had to hear, hey, Britt, you sucking dick in the back two months ago. <laughs> Pretty, that's what I'm, yo, that's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> like what are Britt, we doing? You were sucking dick. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> hey, Britt, your ass not bigger than mine. yeah that's what i'm saying like come on we're gonna talk about the the live morgan promo i have a very unpopular opinion about it Mm -hmm. uh i i i I know meals and pain but i I have my i i I refrain from speaking about that in the discord just so i can talk about it here i I Um, appreciate that so smackdown woo i do not want to say you're right yet (laughs) okay I don't want to say it. I don't want to say okay. it. Okay, but I yeah, don't. but I am. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I didn't say that you're right yet. Uh, why the fuck did they let Hit Row go? <laughs> they had three people they they could have had things happening to on the show on Friday, and we got 
about Arroyo. Um, Sami Zayn, number one contender for the Universal Championship. <laughs> are they baby? Are they baby facing him potentially? You think? No. So I have a theory that I also haven't shared in the Discord. Sorry, yeah. Discord. I'm not. It's not that I'm keeping things away from you. It's just I wanted to like flesh out this theory. They needed someone. I don't know why they booked this thing anyway, but they needed someone to essentially kind of take the fall for when Brock Lesnar shows up and they didn't want it to be Jeff Hardy. (laughs) Yeah. So take a look at the summer. Roman Reigns is here. Finn Balor's named number one contender. John Cena shows up and we're wondering, well, what the fuck? Finn was supposed to. So what the fuck are we doing with Finn? I don't think they wanted the same thing considering how big of an eclipse that um, Brock Lesnar actually is. I don't think they wanted to hinder anyone's kind of development or growth or push or anything of the fra- of the rather. So they said, you know what? Who's going to make the best of the situation? Sami Zayn, who even if he loses the championship, even if he gets F5'd out of his damn cap, um, it's going to be a conspiracy. So it adds to the gimmick. It adds to his ammunition. He takes it all in and he, he uses it and it builds and it builds and it builds. Um, that's immediately why I thought that they put Sami Zayn in this number one contender thing because I'm almost sure it was supposed to be Jeff. And then there was like, let's not do this because we got Brock Lesnar coming next week. That's that's my thing here, right? Um, where, the, where the hell do you go with Brock Lesnar who, for all intents and purposes, Mills should not be winning a title. Mm-hmm. Um just because of the core that they have right now, you've got guys on that brand that need to have the title. Like Brock should Brock is fine as the contender and the chase for now. I don't sure. think you need another Brock reign of terror because it puts you right back in the position that you were in before COVID. Right. Um, but does this spin off into the Adam Pierce feud proper? Because I think that to me makes the most sense. I don't feel like there's going to be an Adam Pierce feud. I don't know. I feel like this is heading towards, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at day one. Um, and then likely a rematch at the Royal Rumble later that month. And then you get <clears throat> you get Drew and Roman in Mania somehow. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Um yeah, Sami Zayn, where he where he figures all into this, I'm not actually sure. But then you uh, get <laughs> then you get Brock and who? Oh Brock, I don't fucking know. I can't think that far ahead. Um <laughs> Lashley, Lashley, oh, Lashley. Yeah. They are, and Brock can go any, to any show he wants. Brock to. can go anywhere he wants. Yeah, Brock and Lashley. See, see, I did that. See, Mills booking, Mister Thomas. That's good. I'm not. I don't think I'm alone here in saying that the the Roman creative is wearing thin. Um, I think nah. that as we go forward, there are, the the pickings are very little. And the time to build someone is very nil. Uh, so I I love you, Roman. It's either you take some time off after you lose the belt and come back as a babyface or something changes here. Because they've done just about everything in the WWE playbook meals to keep this, this character fresh. I still love them. I still love the matches. But if you're if you mean to tell me Mills that on January first and then January twenty second or twenty eighth or something he's gonna beat Brock Lesnar two times, then I think that we need to get that belt off him immediately. I think well, I think he's gonna lose one of them. But um, I think 
I think it's impressive that they've managed to keep him this long without him, like, switching allegiances, turning face. Especially someone who's like, with Brock Lesnar, you can do that because he's not really a fixture on television. He kind of just shows up when there's a major event. With Roman Reigns, he is absolutely a fixture on television, and you have to see him every week. So the fact that they've managed to, like, not turn him any allegiance to continue to stretch out this reign is impressive. But yeah, it's it, it it's it's I think we're wearing thin on the creative. Um I think Sami Zayn getting this big win is going to help propel him but also hurt him at the same time. I think we should look forward to SmackDown in LA because I will be, I will be there with Pififi. Okay. Where the big boys play. Um oh Pif- Pat, okay. Listen, what is he doing? Some research? You yeah. doing some research? We do a little research for a little show that we love to watch. Okay, so all right. Listen, tell them uh, have a great event. Don't call me if Kofi loses something or something. I don't know. Um, but Kofi's not even on that roster. But no. oh, he is actually. He's he is on. Me. He's on paternal leave. Yes. Him and Congratulations. Ali. Congratulations to Ali and Kofi. Yeah, absolutely. Dads. Uh. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. But I will say the main event stuff isn't my favorite stuff on the show. It's just not. What is your favorite stuff on SmackDown? Pray tell. Something that people hated last week and I thought was really good. Tony Storm and Charlotte. <laughs> I it was good. I thought it was... I thought it was good. You know what? I, I, I thought it wasn't as... I don't think this is detrimental to Tony Storm because she hasn't really been pushed in any direction anyway. Um, she's really just benefiting on being around the orbit of Charlotte, and I think this will give her some necessary fire, especially being sunned by Charlotte in that way. Everyone, um, listen, everybody gets sunned by Charlotte. Tony Storm is not Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey. She's going to get yeah. sunned. I think the idea yeah. that she has to prove herself to Charlotte, Charlotte saying she's the opportunity and Tony's coming at her hard, and Charlotte is again deflecting because she's misunderstanding Tony Storm. I think it's 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 a way to get sympathy on the baby face. I mm-hmm. think being a little too precious about Tony Storm, let it play I out. Agree. They're being I agree. they're being way too precious on Tony Storm, a character who up until this point, let's just be honest, in the three or four years she's been in the company, has not really had a character. They're get, they're trying to give her one now. <laughs> I think she's yeah. in. She's in the same role as kind of Liv Morgan is, but I think she can talk better, and I think that she's a, is a better worker than Liv. I'm sorry, but that's just how I feel about Tony right now. I can't wait to see the next thing that happens between these two. I would I would shoot them in for for day one and the Royal Rumble. I, I think Tony could realistically take the title off of her. If not, oh my God, are they really going to wait to do Charlotte and Sasha at Mania? You think? Nah, I don't think we're getting Charlotte and Sasha at Mania. I don't. I don't think we're getting that either. I think that we are gonna go a different direction with with both women but um i like the i like the segment speaking of sasha she is seemingly moving on to the sonya deville and naomi feud uh, and i was wondering where shotzi was this week i I, was... I think i think that occurred because shotzi wasn't there this week okay <clears throat> that's why i think it occurred i think they needed you know segment and stuff like that let's have this tag team match we get four women in the ring at once um it's a it's a nice little segment. People backing up Naomi and stuff like that. I think you know. I think that happened because because she really has no place in this feud. They're obviously still. I think they're doing the Shotzi thing. I'm not sure where Shotzi was, um. But yeah, I think what Sasha did this week, along with Naomi versus Shayna Baszler and and, and Natalia, 
was pretty much because Shati isn't on the show for whatever reason. I, I mean, if she said, um, if she said, uh, I want to be off for Thanksgiving, that's that's fine too. I know that a lot of people are spending time with their family, so. I mean, good luck. I mean, if you and be on television in the middle of a program, just because of Thanksgiving. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else happened on SmackDown? Rich Holland debut. Oof. Oof. He needs. He needed done. I don't know what they were thinking, having him go out by himself. He needed like a tattoo or a damn. He needs something. <laughs> the man is too. You need a pair of jeans or something. Like it. It, it just. It not sitting right with me. This is very like two thousand like six SmackDown to me. Yeah, he he. Just, hey, can is it too early? I I like Rich Holland. I like to. I like Rich Holland. Let's be clear. I I can't say the same. But it, go ahead. It's giving me Vladimir Kozlov. <laughs> it's giving me yeah. It's giving me like. It, it's again a a a relic of the yester era. Oiled up, strong, muscly white guys wrestling in the ring. And he brings nothing. I'm not even on. He, he has no character besides I'm Seamus's biggest fan. Um, he's not won any really true significant matches. Um, doesn't have a significant moment as of yet. Lost to Cesaro. And <laughs> I, I like the fact that he lost to Cesaro because if he had won, I'd be like, damn, Cesaro, they really don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> but I like that he won. I like that Cesaro won because it establishes we're not establishing the streak for this guy. We're not yeah. doing that. We're not, no. yeah. And and people weren't as upset with this as apparently like Karen Cross, but I guess Karen Cross was NXT champion, so maybe they were upset on that. But I, I like the fact that Cesaro won and he uses like, you know, veteran know-how to win this match against Rich Holland. Rich Holland still got a lot of way to go. He's an apprentice. He is not the guy. He is with Sheamus. I'm sure this will turn into a tag team somehow, but I do not like Rich Holland currently. Yeah, me either. Um <clears throat> the the jacked up stalker thing is kind of weird. I think he's a good worker. I think working with the in the orbit of Sheamus and Cesaro is a good idea for him. In, in terms of showing off his in-ring ability, I just think the storyline itself is like, like, come on. Like, who wouldn't have just loved the tandem of Dunn and Ridge just wreaking havoc on SmackDown and, and Sheamus yeah. having to team up again to face those two? That's a, that's, a that's a story right there that gets all four guys over. That gets the, it's the old guard versus these new motherfuckers that come in. Pete Dunn is only 24. I think Rich Holland is younger than that. You know, like I that's the story. I just don't get the idea unless it's going to happen down the line and Seamus completely rebuffs Rich Holland's advances that Pete Dunn comes Ew. in. Like, <laughs> Rich Holland is <laughs> 33 years old. Oh, yes. I thought yeah. he was young. Nah. All right, we'll get your old ass beat down then, boy. <laughs> 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 you a fuck. Oh my god. Former rugby player. Damn, he has a very extensive am I looking at the right guy? Yes, I am. He accolades. has a very extensive rugby background. Accolades. Listen, we, we live in the accolades era, Mills. We're not fucking with nothing else. We fucking <laughs> How many black that. belts you got? Come on over, nigga. <laughs> how, many, how many NCAA uh whatever is do you got, motherfucker? Come, Come on, on over. Come you on. want Smackfest at Hot 97? Come on down, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that that was I I I mean other than like 
I think Nakamura um, lost. Oh no, Nakamura won. I think this 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 week. That's it. That's the only thing. I uh, no, nah, it was it was um, it was Rick Boogs versus Angel Garza for Thanksgiving, and then they also had Paul Heyman being very creepy with Kayla. Very creepy. I know it's they're, on purpose, but yeah, they're playing. They're playing that the fuck up, and yeah. I think that it's hilarious. I know that they're probably like laughing about that shit. Um, and then Drew McIntyre. He is not. It, you can mark this week as the official Royal Rumble push for Drew McIntyre. <laughs> no, it's 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 happening at the same time, ain't it? The same yeah. time, <laughs> same the same era. I think they are going to redo Bianca and Drew in front of fans. I don't know if Drew's going to hit the same. Bianca for sure will. Right. They're keeping Drew away from the championship. And they're willingly saying, like, nah, we're not going to give him a championship shot. That, to me, is red flag, red flag, Royal Rumble. Red flag. So, just, you know, the campaign has started. So, just keep yourselves, you know, intact. Um, Let's go to the enjoyable. Not the <laughs> enjoyable kind of, yeah, show. Raw. I, I, th- I thought Raw was... Was Smackdown perfectly. presents Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Raw was perfectly fine this week. I I had no problems with it. They didn't. You know, have- by the, by the main event, I usually get really really tired. Like I can't. Like I love um. What was it? Seth? What was it? KO versus Big E. But by the time I reached that main event, I was kind of exhausted. I wanted to see how they were going to twist it. Also, just announced by the way, uh, steel cage matches. And MSG December twenty sixth and uh, uh, house show, Big E versus Kevin Owens versus Kevin uh, versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair in steel cage. At MSG. They always do a damn steel cage match at MSG for Christmas. Um, I'll look into it. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, hey man, ahead, like, yeah. talk about it. Let's just let's just get into this joint, man. The Liv Morgan promo. Talk about it. We have a match next week on Raw. I think I saw you, Mill, say, "Damn, she don't even get the pay per view." <laughs> I, I didn't say that. Who said Did that? I? Who said that? I think you said. I don't that. think I said that. I don't think I said that. I'm kind of glad. I mean, it doesn't need. They got a good. They got a hot, um, big Raw main event program that's been building. I'm not even mad at it. Yeah, it's damn good. It's a damn good idea. So, Liv Morgan. Okay. I, I want you to say what she looked great. She I, looks great, by the way. Becky was Becky was fantastic as usual. Okay, I yes. love Becky. He's great. What were your thoughts on the live stuff, delivery, all of that? I saw what you said. I want you to just kind of say it out out loud. Too script heavy, way too script heavy. View veered away from any natural kind of sounding thing, and that's not necessarily. I don't think it was necessarily bad. I mean, she read off the script, but I think you want to. I think she may be too relying on a little bit too much, and there aren't necessarily inflections of the character that she can kind of add on her own that Becky can at this stage of his, her career, and maybe that's the the curve. That is just Liv Morgan is just worlds away from Becky Lynch in terms of being an actual performer itself. But I would have preferred that, you know, it, it, it sounded a little, you know, reading off the thing and stuff like that. Some of the lines didn't really hit like it was to like they, like it was supposed to, in my opinion. Even the shot up sounded like obviously on the script. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Is it? 
is it just me? Like, is it... no, no. I <clears throat> I feel you on the delivery. Okay. I think it was still her best promo she's ever cut. Still. Yes. 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 It is. I think that she showed fire. I think that as much as like, you know, people on both sides feel about her, it is working to an extent that they're building a second baby face. And you got to thank Becky for that as well, that Bianca and Liv are, are there or Liv is nearly there. Bianca's already there. I did not have as much of a problem with the release statement as a lot of people did. Mm. No, nah, I mean I didn't because it was just like whatever. This is this is wrestling in 2021, by the way. It's like that's all you do is you drop mics. If you're gonna get if you're gonna get into that a little bit later, because you left a little something off the, the the run list that I'm not too happy about, but we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah, you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it next actually. Let's talk about it after this. Oh, okay, okay. But so, yeah, we I mean you get through that and you know, the idea that, that Liv could be potentially, a, you know, a really good match for Becky, it, it is there. I, I, I mm-hmm. don't, I, I think that there is a really kind of weird double, double, uh, double standard when it comes to women cutting these types of promos that men cut very often. And, and I, and I get that there's people on both sides that don't like these at, at all, but I'm just speaking to the people that kind of loved it when the guys did it, but didn't like it when the women did it because it cut too close to home because they want to be woke. I, I, I think that, this episode in general was was WWE. They, they've listen they, on the record. They've never talked about this stuff at all, you know. Mm-hmm. And Liv, to be fair, has hinted at Ruby and Sarah being released in the past couple weeks. She has hinted at her friends being gone. Okay, Becky's hinted at it too. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they've explicitly said what it was under the guise of Becky's contract, which I thought was a really nice script element. Was it scripted very well? No, should no. she have? Should she have added some some flair to it? Yes. But I think overall the message should have stayed. And I do not mind the message. Because the idea here is they are trying very hard to get Becky over as a heel. And putting her in that position makes it so. The thing that, I, that I'm surprised that they haven't done yet, Mills, is had Becky just completely beat the shit out of a baby face. They have not had her done that yet. And I think that that would get her over more than anything as a baby face to, to, to me. I feel like we're going to see it next week after yeah. the match, whether it leads to the result of it or something on the line. And I'm going to say like, she's going to squash live. Cause I think that would be bad. Um, but I could see after the match, no matter what the result is that Becky's just beats the shit out of this, you know, this girl. Yeah. Um, but you know, more props to live Morgan. Clearly I look at raw. I look at Raw's women's division. It looks vibrant. They look happy. Their skin There's is good. A, their skin clean. <laughs> <their skin. laughs> <laughs> They've got a, a bunch of set of different characters, and it's all flowing. And Becky Lynch is not afraid to stand next to a lot of these characters on the show. Not afraid to stand next to the dude drops, um, Zelina, Carmella, and what's the other girl? Um, on this ten person tag, uh, Tamina. There you go. The Taminas of the world. Not afraid to stand against them with them. Um, and they look good. And the faces look good too. It's a lot more vibrant. It's a lot more fresh in the SmackDown women's division. Charlotte looked like she don't want to be touched by all <laughs> Don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't ta- tagging with who? Tagging with <laughs> like I'm only working with one bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't want none of these people touching me. Ugh. Like it's it doesn't have that, and you can clearly see that these ladies are enjoying themselves. Um, they're doing a little swag surfing during the commercial. They are. They have the, all their intros choreographed, and everyone gets smile, and they make sure that Liv is in the middle because she is the focus. And, you know, Bianca Belair is not afraid to say like, "Yo, Liv, it's your time. Do your thing." You know, I'll get back to it when I get back to it. Camaraderie. It just you can feel it exuded from the show. Even Zelina and Carmella look refreshed as characters in doing their thing. Whereas a year ago, I would have said Carmella, which I did say Carmella. I was like, "Yo, this shit is whack." Yeah. Um, but now I mean, she's in her element being the over the top um person. And can we just touch on Bianca? I know that she's not the focus, but she's also not being positioned as she's not important. I, I think that the moments that she had with, with Dewdrop giving her the spine buster, all the other stuff, like they made that big deals and they have not for once put Bianca in the back burner. It is okay if she has another feud, y'all, without the belt. In fact, that's what motherfuckers have been asking for from this show for, for years, right? Is that they, That's they, what they've been asking about for Charlotte. Charlotte can't even do that. <laughs> exactly. And and Bianca to just do it, you know, all off the cuff is completely fine. I think that this is it, it worked for me. A lot of the a lot of the women's stuff on Monday worked for me. And that's Absolutely. just about it. Um Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. oh God. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. So on Monday night. We got a return. They touted it over the weekend. Edge is returning to Raw. <laughs> Who will he face? The people, the internet was in a in a skirt. Who should he face? Oh, should it Big E? Oh no, uh, Finn Balor. Oh no, uh, uh, Damon Priest. Uh, Apollo. They didn't really say that, but um, instead we got. <laughs> Shut up. (laughs) First of all, no, no, no. That's what you're not going to do right now. That's what you're not going to do. The Miz also returned from Dancing with the Stars this week. And yes, his mans got released in the time he was doing the boogie woogie. However, he brought back the most integral player in the Miz's advancement over the last seven years, Maurice. Come on now. Come on now. Maurice, come on now. Stop playing with my guy. Come on. The Miz is back. The Miz is back on Raw. Edge looked across from the ring from the Miz. I don't know if this is going to be a program. No, okay. Stop it. All right. Let's stop you right I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Listen, of all of the people, and I don't have yeah. a problem with the Miz, but of all of the okay. people that you could have given Edge right now, mm-hmm. help me. Who are, make, people? Who are these people? Where are they at? Help me make sense of, of Miz needing this rub right now. <laughs> um, The Miz is free. The Miz is coming back from doing ABC, um, Dancing with the Stars. We need a feud going into day one. Get Edge ready for him, no doubt, to be another 60-minute Royal Rumble because that's his, that's just what he does at this point. Um, why not The Miz? The Miz and Maurice. We've never seen the feud before. Um, the Miz is just, you know, he's a heel. He's a heel's heel. And Edge has an opportunity to work with him and really I, just make magic. 
The Miss is great. The Miss is great. Stop! Don't downplay The Miss. The Miss is great. The Miss is... How did you feel about the promo? It was a good promo, man. Uh, I thought that, again, this is the this is meta raw. This is meta raw. Like These this are two raw. guys who put... Uh, these are two guys who put over their opponents in their promos, putting over each other in their promos. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought that it, it, it absolutely worked. And here's one thing where it does work is that these are two old guard guys that are saying, you know, we've never done it at this level, even though we've, we've had kind of our careers are paralleled. And I've, I've passed you in some ways and you've passed me in some ways. Let's see how, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's. My let's, man said, I was main eventing the WrestleMania you opened, my guy. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a deep cut because I don't think a lot of people remember that. But um, I, I did like, you know, Edge and 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 shout out to Edge for saying that, that they used him for a cheap pop, for, for cheap heat. They they did rent use free, him. rent free in that man's head. Exactly. And the thing is, I watched that segment on Dynamite a week ago. It did not go the way that that uh, Punk thought it would go because the Miz got cheered on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> he called him a cheap Miz. Let me let me put aside. Let me let me do this right now. MJF and the Miz are not the same person. MJF isn't even really. He's like barely a derivative of Miz. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're white guys who won't shut up and dress in suits. That is not the same thing. MJF is a you know uses a lot of like uh you know smart mark edge lord all these other things the miz doesn't need to say and your father was a drunk and your mama knows it type shit the yeah. miz deals with it within the context of the story and how it's building within the story he looked across the ring from edge and said listen you were main of they were creating the story they were using whatever background they had at the time to create something worthwhile of a program that they can jump off of to this day i thought in terms of the mjf and punk promo i thought the best part the best promo they had was the one where punk didn't say anything and the mjf said everything because it showed that it's like oh i don't really you just talking a bunch of shit. I don't even need to respond to that. The moment they got on the mic and started doing cheap shots, barbs, you left because you couldn't hang, blah, 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 and ah, uh, ah. Uh, they don't need to do that. Listen, Edge and Miz are working within the context of the story. Right. And that's it. And, and Maurice was there looking beautiful and amazing. So I don't know. Beth maybe going to have to show up or something. I don't know. Whatever. I don't think Beth will show up. Um, no, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure not. I, 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 I'm waiting and seeing. You know, I'm, I'm a patient guy. I'm waiting and seeing. Listen, listen. The SmackDown could have used the Miz. SmackDown could have used this Miz. Yeah, I, I don't know what they, what they were thinking having. It. That's why I was saying. I was like, of all the people Edge could have faced, of all the places Miz could have went, he went back there and fleeced, baby. <laughs> that's crazy. And and unless Johnny Gargano is would go to. SmackDown, which they would, I think he could be a, a force on that show. But um, that was it was a good promo. I thought. Sorry for sorry for missing out on that. I it just you know it, it went in one ear and out the other. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Get to the next thing, please. <laughs> Kevin Owens, Biggie, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins faces Finn in the beginning of the of the show. Kevin Owens faces Biggie at the end with the stipulation that if he wins, he gets added to the match. I thought, I mean, just a, a really good through, uh, program throughout the show. 
And I, I love Kevin Owens is uh, I'll be the best liar that you've ever seen character. It's, it's definitely different as far in terms of like him being as a heel. And I think Biggie has two really good competitors. I think Seth is on another level right now. And I mean, the idea that Biggie has a lot of people in his orbit is, is, is really cool. You just don't know who, who he's going to drop it to. So now we have the match at day one, Kevin Owens, uh, Biggie, Seth Rollins, it's interesting. I think it has the potential to be interesting. They they definitely pad out Biggie in a lot of matches where he, not what not where he doesn't have to work as much as other people, but where they can hide some of the things that he might not do as well as other people. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's a great triple threat match. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, just. The way they came across it and Kevin Owens kind of just like putting it down and just like, yeah, I'm going to be part of the match. And then taking advantage, knowing that Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce are kind of like, shit, if he said it, we'll do it. Shit, that doesn't seem like I have a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking advantage of that, I thought was a great little turn because it made Seth very, very mad. Um, but overall, Triple Threat match is going to be good. I think all of them are tremendous workers. And I'm interested to see how they build up to this match. We got literally four weeks into this pay-per-view. Oh, four or five about, weeks. You are about to get a bunch of Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins matches <laughs> until then. Absolutely. Yeah. You think KO takes his pin? You think, you think this is it for him? I mean, based on the reports, it looks likely. People saying his contract's coming up. It looks likely for him to leave than Gargano to leave. I, I don't I don't see a world I don't I see a world where two of them leave but none of them be Gargano. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Think, I think O'Reilly and, and KO are I would be shocked if KO stayed and Gargano stayed and Kyle O'Reilly left. Someone's going to stay. Let's just be clear. Somebody's gonna stay. We just gotta see they got room for everybody. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> someone's gonna stay. And someone has a has a has an idea on this, so I don't know. But um, next up on Raw, Vince McMahon's strange message to who I believe are the smarts who complained about The Rock last week. What did he say? He was talking about the the big promo on surprises, and it's like if it's not a surprise, he's he was defining what a surprise was. And I read through the I read between the lines here. Because I think that they absolutely were making fun of people who were mad that The Rock didn't show up. So he defines what a surprise is to Austin Theory, who, of course, was the person who stole from him last week. And people were saying it's odd, but it's like, I feel like these are people that are so inside of their bubble that they can't think outside of what they, of this of this industry. Like, I, I really feel like this was the writer saying, hey, motherfuckers, you're so mad about a surprise. This is what a surprise is. This is not what we promised you. We said we we did not promise you a surprise because he defines it there. He said this is what a surprise has to be. It, it was like Vince talking uh, through the writers or talking through himself as he was down, you know, uh, talking down on the people who didn't like it, saying no, a surprise has to be this or that's not a surprise. I could see right through it. I saw what AJ Styles did. I, anyone could see that one was coming, and this is what a surprise should be. And then he slaps Austin Theory in the face, which is what a lot of fans said was a slap in the face last week that The Rock didn't show up. <laughs> You got this figured out. God bless you. Listen, I was still. No, no, I'm literally. I was still on high from the Edge and Miss promo. I didn't even realize this. I was still geeking out. Let me know in the comments if I'm wilding. Let me know if I'm wilding. But like Vince, it was so clear that Vince was was defining what a surprise was, and that's the only reason that this was on the show because it's not leading to anything. 
<laughs> like it's it, it wasn't led to nothing but Austin Theory being slapped. It's him saying, you know, don't ever steal from me again and stuff like that. But it's like it was literally him saying, no, this can't be a surprise because this is what a surprise is. This is like subverting your expectations of what it is. And I thought it was I thought it was genius. I thought it was. The man's a genius. I don't know what to say. I didn't even pick it up. I'll be honest. I was still geeking over the Miz and I, I promise you, I geeked for like twenty minutes. That was incredible. Yeah, it was, and I thought Vince was incredible. I saw people saying, "What an odd." I, we're going to talk about Vince McMahon's odd promo. I'm like, there wasn't really much odd about it. It was, it was very much him dissing y'all. That's what it was. Losers, losers. Um, okay, I got two questions here before we. Before okay, we sure. When is RKO going to break up? We're at the point where Randy Orton is fully, he's, he's all the way tapped in. And I know that that leads usually to, to bad things happening. W- when do you think it's going to happen? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Why break them up? They both, need to, they both need something to do at Mania. And I think the, the biggest match you could do for Randy Orton right now is realistically Matt Riddle. I feel like why break them up? It's going so well. And what do you do with Randy? I mean, you could do anything with Randy, but why? <laughs> why would I want another Randy Orton versus Big E program for two, three months? You think Big E's going to have the title that long? I mean, I don't know, but I think they lose the belt. I think they lose the belts relatively soon, and Randy gets starts to get tired of the shtick. Maybe he just maybe. Maybe it just doesn't happen as uh, tumultuous as, as as we think it will. <laughs> it's Randy Maybe it's just like I'm I'm over it. Like get Mills. me out of here. It's Randy Orton meals. What are you talking about? But he's older now. Like he's not the he's not the young little young thing with the with that thing on him. <laughs> with the shit on him that would go in your bag. <laughs> the shit in the bags on him. He's not that guy. He's not shitting in bags anymore. He's collecting them. Okay, okay. We'll see. I'm just just asking. Also, Damian Priest and Apollo Crews, they really they really shut the door on that one, didn't they? Yeah, they they <laughs> I was like, wait, why is this happening? Where is this happening? Oh, it's over. All right, shit. Um the, Yeah, they really the, screwed the pooch with that one. I'm not sure why. I wouldn't say they screwed the pooch. I would just say they just slammed the door on it. It just seems that, that why would I watch another match between these two? He he did he beat the shit out of Apollo. Well, I feel they, like that shouldn't have I would have loved the program. Me too, but I don't know why why they did that. I don't they got really poor Z's out the paint, and then they then karate kicked him into new damn New Jack City. I mean, I don't I don't know if Apollo is the person to get out the rage character out of Damien. I just don't know if he's got the not the range, but I don't know if that character is the one to do that. Like, but I feel, but I also feel like. You have this momentum with Apollo Crews' character. You have a new character on the show that can and has risen to the occasion when he needs to. And this isn't like the Apollo Crews who challenged for the U.S. title the last time he challenged for the U.S. title. This is a completely different thing. This is someone you can incorporate a lot more into the show. And not to say that they buried him. I'm not saying that they bury him or anything of the rather. I'm just saying, like, we could have—I think this could have been great to— for his character and then also kind of define 
a little bit more of like what Damian Priest is going through because he's doing the thing with the eyes bugged out and all types of other shit. And it makes me wonder what the hell is going on with him. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. It's something different. It's different. He needs a feud, though. He needs something to sink his teeth into, so to speak. And I thought this was going to be it. But I, I just don't know. I, I can't see myself giving any type of time or, or interest in another match between these two after what I saw. Like, there's, there's no reason to see that again. No, there isn't. There isn't. And that's a shame. Yeah. So uh, that was Raw. Next week, we get Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. So that's already going down. And uh, we'll see what happens on SmackDown this week. Anything else you want to talk about, Mills? Um, no. No. No, I would not. Um, War Games is this Sunday, of course. Um, you got the War Report coming this week that you're not going to want to miss. Um, and... We should have new episodes of like Rewriter's Room coming soon, and we should have new episodes of a bunch of stuff coming soon. So, yeah, just make sure, just stay tuned. Come on, follow the A show, Patreon, all the other stuff, man. Come on. Stop yes, playing. Sir. Miz is back. Stop playing. All right. Uh, so, we are in December firmly. So, you already got, you guys already know. Let's go ahead and set this, let's set this calendar right now, Mio, so that we have to stick to it. I love, I love putting you on the spot and shooting on, on, mm. the, uh, on air. Let's <laughs> mm. do it, I guess. So when it's looking like Wednesday, the 22nd and the 29th for the year in shows. Um, so before and after Christmas. Okay. I mean, usually there would be a TLC pay-per-view, but I don't even see why we need to wait anymore. There is no pay-per-view. So there's no pay-per-view in December. Yeah. And actually the 29th episode would be our prediction show for day one. Okay. Yeah. What? What's wrong with that? <laughs> nah, I didn't want to predict day one. I wanted to record it all at the same time. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not gonna be able to do that. Okay. All right. Sorry. Well, listen, you guys are getting the best of us at this time. So make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you guys stay tuned because we're working we're working all year round, baby. Through the holidays, all of it. Yeah. Yes, sir. We ain't diddy. All right. So for meals, I'm Justin. Oh, we'll, see you next week. <laughs> we'll see you next week on the A Show. Peace.